Hello. Hello. We are back with the Bachelor in Paradise finale. Yay, it's over. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> I'm so tired. Um, but it was a great, or at least good, three-hour finale. <laughs> it was a good season. I enjoyed the season. Um, I... I don't think I enjoyed it as much as last season, though. I thought last season was super good. Well, last with season Joe. had grocery store Joe. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and Jordan. And Jordan. It had yeah. a lot more of Jordan. And I just really enjoyed the people on that season more. I think there were a lot of people this season that were just terrible. Uh, yeah, I don't, know why they, <laughs> I don't know why they cast some really, so they cast some real duds. Especially yeah. on the guy's side, I thought. Yeah. Like the only the only good guys were John Paul Jones and um, uh, Dylan. Yeah, and briefly Jordan and yeah, I don't know. I just thought the guys were dead. But even Jordan got couldn't be there long because he got into a fight. Right, right. So that was a little bit of a dead too. And I mean, I I wanted to like Clay, and I did most of the time, but he's not that exciting. And Christian, of course, was yucky. Yeah. Boy, Christian, Derek, and Derek. I got. I, mean, I liked, but I felt like the whole thing was just so produced. It didn't feel authentic right. to me at all. Exactly, and I like Derek too. I'm glad I got to know him. Um, Chris, I, I don't have no idea why he was ever on there. I found no, nothing about him interesting or redeeming. The best thing about Chris was his <laughs> job thing or his season. Yeah, at the, the bottom the, of the Chiron thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that was, those were funny, but. Other than that, he was a big snooze. I mean, it was, yeah. And he seems like one of the type of guys that's, like, puts on this nice thing when he knows cameras are around, but then, like, when they're not around, he, like, kind of seems like he gets mean, and that's what they kind of discuss in the after the final Right, yeah. So, it was a mixed bag for me. I think they should have never had Chris on and brought Matt Donald on from the beginning. Yeah. he's... Interest. He's a hoot. He's funny. He's, He's so awkward. Yeah. Um. But Bachelor news: Connor and Whitney have already broken up. Oh no! Oh no! Dude, that was terrible. <laughs> he, he probably dumped her through a post-it note. Probably. Left <laughs> post-it notes all over her house. Say, it's over. Hey, We're through. You're cool, but I'm moving on. Maybe we can still be friends. <laughs> and like a bunch of notes that said, I used to like your smile. I used to think your eyes were pretty. <laughs> you used to make me happy. Uh, that was kind of mean. But. I, <laughs> I love Connor. Um, but yeah, they're broken up. Um, she, I don't know her, but she seemed lovely too. I was inclined to like her. Yeah, I think she's from Nick's season. If they're brunette, I just assume they're from next yeah. season. <laughs> she was quite... Oh, all, other Bachelor news. Um, they've already released pictures and... Not bios, but like pictures and where people are from for Peter's season. Yeah. So you can go out there on Facebook. Yeah, just Google if yeah. you want to see them. And there are some interesting women. It's not diverse at all. There is not a diverse cast. And, well, I don't know. There's maybe three or four black women. There's there's maybe... some hair diversity, but <laughs> there's That's one it. redhead. There's one little skinny white redhead, and there's four or five black women, and there's seven or eight 
women like of color, like I can't really tell if they're, you know, they're brown. Can't tell if they're like Mexican or. Filipino. I don't think there's that many. No, there are. There are several brown people. Okay, because I when I looked at the cast list, I was like, all these women look the same. <laughs> there's a I, lot of there's a lot of blondes, and there's you know a few brunettes. There's one in particular that I think is really cute. She looks like Haley Dunphy. Um, and there's several pageant queens. There's like five pageant queens of varying um, levels of significance, right? Yeah. I think um, we, there's like a Miss Teen USA something. There's like a couple Miss States in the Miss USA pageant. So there's like several pageant queens. Yeah, I think the... Because that was a gold mine for them last year. <laughs> I think that them not casting a very diverse cast at all is them basically being, like, they never even considered Mike for The Bachelor, I think. Right, yeah. I think that it was just something that they never even thought about, which is really disappointing. I think so, too. Because Rachel's season was super diverse because she was the first black bachelorette. Yeah. And it would have been really nice to kind of see that happen. I, I also think they never considered Mike, but I also wonder if there's a reason. I mean... I think there's a the, reason. Uh, the reason is because he's not malleable. Like, Peter, they're going to be able to, like, give him a mental breakdown. Yeah. Because they're both, you have this white pilot guy who's really boring but nice, and then you have this really handsome black guy who's kind of boring but nice. But one of them is clearly, like, more strong-willed than the other. Okay. And I think that when it comes down to it, they want another fence jump type of thing. They yeah. want another... They want more excitement, for sure. Yeah, and I think they know... I think it's a little bit of two things. I think they know that they can um, kind of manipulate Peter better, and they know that Mike wouldn't let that happen. Mike gets the pressure of being... Would, would have gotten the pressure of being the first black bachelor, and he would have taken... He's already taking finding a wife seriously and stuff. Oh, Yeah. So there, I believe that that aspect. I think they took. I think that was kind of the deciding factor. But I think that they um, also, right after having the first gay relationship happen oh, on Bachelor yeah. in they Paradise, don't they their, don't want to push their audience too far. Yeah, and I yeah, think that, that there's sense. a lot of people who watch The Bachelor, especially in Middle America, kind of that are pretty um a little bit racist <laughs> or at least pretty very li- pretty a little bit <laughs> or at least or at least uh very conservative and would not i they might think that there would be too much quote political correctness or something if they're doing the lesbian thing and then the like Diverse, black thing the diversity thing. yeah, yeah. Which is That's stupid because they're. Yeah. It's so exciting that the Bachelor franchise is starting to get well, more diverse, and, and now they're t- like bringing mm-hmm. it back again. Honestly, the, the the lesbian thing on Bachelor in Paradise was very, very. It's wonderful. I I believe they love each other. I believe they can. We'll talk about that more later. But I believe they can make it. It's going to take some work, um, but I think they're adorable and I love them. But they were really safe. And really, they're one of the most boring couples on the beach, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I love them, but I just think, yeah, I think ABC is trying to, you know, very slowly merge into the 21st century, but they're they're fearful, and they're not... They're also all about chances. the money. 
Oh yeah, and they know that Rachel's season was one of the lowest rated, lowest rated all of all, but time. also one of the most exciting. <laughs> yeah, it was super good. I love Rachel, and she has way fewer followers on Instagram. All the Bachelorette people have like several million followers, except Rachel has like eight hundred thousand or something like that. She has a significant, which is ridiculous less number of followers on Instagram. And that's true for a lot of people of color. I think Tayshia's is, like, still sub Yeah, Hannah basically immediately got, like, a million followers on Instagram once she was on the show, and Tayshia... Hannah G. Yeah, Hannah G. Um, And Tayshia, I don't think it's at a million. Yeah. I think Tayshia will. If she stays with John Paul Jones, I think she will. Not that she should have to depend on John Paul Jones, but... Right, right. Um, I I think people think they're really cute and Pilot people. Peter already has he has more than a million followers already yeah so you know and they I base a lot on and I don't think I, Mike does I mean I think they base somewhat on that you know let's look and see um, we're on our phones now yeah Tasha Tasha Adams Tasha has seven hundred nine thousand followers Mike has six hundred and thirty eight thousand and Peter has. Um, I'm, I looked just uh, the other day. I saw it was like 1.1 million. 1.2 million. 1.2 million now. Let's see how much Ben Higgins has. Ben Higgins has 1.3 million. Oh, he doesn't have that much more than Peter. Yeah, they they, cut, they usually <laughs> but, they they usually level out at about a million. I think. Mm-hmm. Look up Tyler Cameron. He's an anomaly, and he has 2.1 million. Yeah. See. He's an anomaly, and he would have, he 100% would have been The Bachelor if this thing wouldn't happen with the supermodel. Oh, yeah, for sure. And That's crazy. I didn't realize he had that, but Ashley I only has 1.1 million. Oh, wow. And so Tyler has a million more followers than Ashley I. That's amazing, isn't it? Isn't that crazy? And that's what it's about now, folks. <laughs> that's what it's all Ashley about. Ashley I is, like, one of the most followed people from... Real, any reality television show, yeah, except for the Kardashians. Deservedly, like. I don't always, I don't always agree with what Ashley does and says, but I admire her chutzpah and her go get him this. You yeah, know. she she works She's a her butt. Very hardworking woman. She does. Um, like her entire wedding was paid off of paid for with ads, like yeah. <laughs> basically. Oh no, they're super savvy. Um, how many does Hannah G have at this point? I think she has. See. She's got to have a ton. I wonder. Hannah G has 1.4 million. Let's see how much Hannah B has. Alabama Hannah. She has 2.4. She's one of oh, the right. high followers. Oh, she has more than Tyler C. Wow. That's good. Because Dancing with the Stars will help you out with the social well, media. How much too. Joe? Let's see how much grocery store Joe, how much does he have? He doesn't have as many. He has 750,000. Why? Oh, it's, like, it so it's, it's probably because he only posts videos of him eating, like, food, you know? <laughs> and then he rates well, it. Well, yeah, and his he's never become a very good Instagrammer. His his videos are always sort of shaky, and I bet he's adorable. Bad lighting. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> he's gotten better because Kendall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody loves Kendall. Speaking yeah. of, more news. My brother and I are going to go see Dancing with the Stars on Monday. Mom was going to go, but she isn't now. Well, I have work is important to some of us in the family. Uh, excuse me. It's, it's, I'm using my only day off this week to do it. Right. I even 
even when I get back, I'm going to come in and work in your office. So, Yay. yeah, I just feel I would love to go. I just I've been taking we have a big deadline at work and I've been taking some time off and I don't want to rub people the wrong way. And Anyway, yada, yada, blah, blah. But yeah, basically, grown up stuff. Basically, ABC's racist, and I'm I'm still gonna watch The of Bachelor, watch. but it's a little disappointing. Well, I mean, had Mike been a more dynamic figure? I mean, Mike's a great guy, but he, I mean, look at his performance, if you want to call it that, on Paradise. I mean, he was just—he was never very exciting. He's just a sort of mellow, sweet guy in the background who continually talks He's about the exact his kind of guy that you'd want to actually date in real life, right? Which isn't which that isn't great. good enough for The Bachelor, right? Which isn't good TV, especially after Colton and Hannah B's season. They're looking for dumpster fire train wrecks. Yeah, and I don't think they're going to get that with Peter. I think it's going to be kind of mellow, but we'll see. We'll see I think it'll happens. be. I think it's going to be more like Ben's season, and I think that they kind of want that. They're, but the girls are going to have to bring it, I guess. Well, the girls always bring it on The Bachelor, right. though. It's kind of the one where you kind of need a. That was my brother. I'm sorry, you guys. Uh, the he, one where he, he thinks since he's been on the show twice now, he can just fart in Jack, your face. Jack, you want a co-host? No, fuck off. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> they can't see me flipping them off. Well, then now you had to tell them. Jeez. Now Um, we have to explicit rating it just because of one second. Yeah. We can cut it out. No, it's already too far gone past that. We don't do that anymore. It was 30 seconds ago now. It's too late. Mm. But, yeah. So, that's all as far as that stuff goes. Yeah. I mean, just one more thing about the girls on Peter's season. There's at, at least two pilots and one... Um, flight attendants, so... Oh, and apparently Peter's an uh, amateur card magician. Yes, Peter's an amateur card magician. I heard Dylan say on yeah. one of the morning talk shows. So, there you go. Should we hop into the episode? Yes, we should, because it's getting later and later. Um, we're, we're, we want lunch. <laughs> yeah, we don't get lunch till we're done. So... Basically, opens up on the beach, and yep. everyone's getting ready to go into their fantasy suite. Fantasy suite time. They show Clay and Nicole first, then Demi and Christian, then Hannah and Dylan. Um, and Chris and, and... Yeah, but I had a little quote. I think I think it was Hannah that said, Engagement puts a stamp on how you really feel. And then Chris and Katie are the last to show. Yeah, um, and... I believe around here it shows Nicole being like, yeah, Clay wasn't that excited about any of this, so I'm a little bit nervous. But tonight we'll really show if we're ready to get engaged or not. Yeah, the first, well, the, the last people to show up for the fantasy suite, but the first people to talk about it are Chris and Katie. Chris feels like he's falling in love and he's looking forward to the future. Katie's thrilled at every little thing that he says. I don't know. Um, she says she's finally found what she's looking for. Anyways, um, Chris says, I see this as a way to have fun and a good time, which isn't really a way to an engagement. So in my notes, I said, Katie, he's telling you who he is right now. Listen to him. Mm -hmm. Their relationship is complicated, and I'm not sure about what's going to happen to them. Dylan says he's insanely in love with Hannah. They talk about really being sure. 
Um, and they're both basically being like, I just really want forever with you. Like, I know you're my forever. <laughs> I'm so excited to wake up next to you. Yeah, they stuff. get the sweet little tinkly piano music. The only, the only tiny issue between them is she wants her family to be involved in this whole thing. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Chris- she, and she feels bad because the last time uh, her family was involved, she said, trust me, like, he's a great guy, and he, Colton did ask the parents' permission. Right. And he told them that he feels pretty confident that he, like, that he, he's in love with Hannah, and so they thought that Colton was going to marry Hannah, and when that didn't happen, she felt really bad and guilty that she made them think that was going to happen. Right. Even though that wasn't her fault at all. Right. And so that's kind of where her one hang-up is. It really doesn't have anything to do with Dylan. Yeah. It just has to do with the process and how she got burned before. Yeah. Uh, Christian and Demi, um, after Colton's season, everybody was saying how, oh, Demi is always undeniably herself. Uh, but she wasn't being herself. She says, you know, now she is being herself. And so that's really clouding her judgment and making her confuse, you know, making her doubt herself because, you know, she wants to be undeniably herself. And she feels that being with this other woman is herself. And she feels kind of like she's betrayed Bachelor Nation in a way. Weirdly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Christian says Demi changed her life and she can finally see her future with a woman in this woman. Yeah. I think Demi might have some, like, mommy issues. Because, like, oh, yeah. of how her her mom was arrested and, like, in jail for most of her life. So she didn't really have, like, a mother figure, really. And now, like, and with I think her... that's a lot wrapped up in Christian. I think Christian is kind yeah. of a mother figure. I think her. Christian is not super a lot older than her, but a little bit older than her, but clearly is much more, like, affectionate and motherly. The nurturer. Yeah, yeah she's, she's, nurturer. she's the nurturer between the two. And Demi's just not. Yeah. Demi did not have... Apparently, Demi didn't have that role model growing up. She doesn't have that kind of... Like, she strongly, like, not that, like, nurturing can be strong, but it's, like, not so, it's such a soft nurturing kind of way that she loves her friends. It's a very, like, loud, like, defensive way that she loves her friends, you know, the people that she loves. Does that make sense? Demi? Yeah. Yeah. But that's different than nurturing. It's, it's Well, I know. I, I know that. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, they're, that's how they're different, is she's a protective, gotcha. like... She shows her love in protecting them, and then Christian does it by nurturing, nurturing them. them. And that's why they were butting heads a little bit, too, when Demi was like, she's why not is she being touching loyal. Everybody? Yeah. That's I don't just, like PDA. Yeah, that's just how she, she just uh, appears to be nurturing with, like, anyone she loves and is friends with. Right. As, but especially with Demi. Right. Which I think is something that Demi likes about her, but then got a little bit jealous about. Right. But, that's what I think. I think she's got a little bit of... That's my read, too. Uh, Nicole and Clay. He says he's falling in love with Nicole, but he has his doubts and reservations. He, he says wants... he's starting to fall in love with her. Yeah. He does <laughs> Which is so... Well, he says, like, I feel like I'm beginning to start to fall in love. You know, it's like... It's like, I'm beginning to read the beginning and start and... Maybe to start maybe to fall in love. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not sure. Do it 
soon-ish, at some point, eventually, beginning now-ish. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some- so basically, you like her. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know why you're tiptoeing around that. And Nicole tells him, you know, well, I don't feel good about this. You know, you've never indicated before that you had cold feet, basically. And so he says he wants to take the night to think about it. So they've prepared the fantasy suite for them, but he doesn't want to spend the night there. He wants to spend the night by himself to think about what he wants to do. And I'm like, okay, well, that's reasonable, but... Can't you talk a little bit more about it? Right. You're You're given this golden ticket, this chance to... You know, to spend all night with this person without cameras, and, and you can your yeah, issues out. And that's you're the not whole doing point it. of the fantasy yeah. suite. I mean, like they turn it into a sex thing. But ABC like, ABC wants us to think it's a sex thing and and salacious and get us all you know interested in that. But but several yeah. people have have not even had yeah. sex in their fantasy suite. They just use it oh, to talk. I think Rachel thinks it's like fifty fifty. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's the time for you to sit down and talk to the person, spend several hours with them. Trying to figure out if you're really compatible. I think Rachel didn't. I think Rachel didn't like uh, her fantasy suite with Eric. I don't think they did anything. Right, I believe that's correct. And um, I believe when she was on Nick's season, they didn't do anything. Yeah, and then I think um, I think Crystal and Goose didn't do anything either. Yeah, they said they even though they their little pre video before they close the door on them is them being a little like kinky or whatever. They, like, really didn't do anything in their fantasy suite, allegedly, according to them. Yeah, because they were trying to figure out if this was a real thing or not. Yeah. So, Clay, you know. That's what you should have done, you stupid person. If you really did care about her, if you really did think that you wanted to pursue a future with her, I don't see why you didn't go to the fantasy suite. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, then she's, like, really upset, and she's like, okay, well, I guess I'll take this giant room to myself. Right. She says, okay, if you want if you want time to yourself, leave. I'm going to stay here by my, I'm going to enjoy this nice suite. Go. <laughs> and and that's what she does, yeah. And, and, you know, I say go, Nicole. I mean, she's yeah. a little crazy in this, She's a, but we'll get there. Yeah. But he's, but he's being dumb. I'm sorry. Yeah, he is. And then it kind of shows, like, a montage of all the other happy couples being happy while Nicole's kind of breaking down a little bit. Right. All the other couples are in the fantasy suite. And they're drinking champagne. Dylan and Hannah are making out in some hot tub or pool or something. And then, um, who else is it? Chris and, who have, Chris and Katie. are making out. Are making out. And, um, Christian and Demi are really going at it. They flash back to... Nicole and she's just watching fireworks she's watching outside fire. her window, all like, by herself. She's like, "All right, that's that's how everyone else is feeling right now, except me." Yeah. It's a shame. Um, I wonder if they got the fireworks knowing that Clay wasn't going to. Probably not. I'm sure they could all see the fireworks from their room. They were just like sort of focusing on because Clay and Nicole had fireworks on their date too. Their first uh, date. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Um, anyway, yeah. so it's the next, the next morning arrives. Um, Nicole is looking like a statue and sad, and alone in the fantasy suite. Her heart wants to fight for him, and she says she does love him. And she has no idea what's going to happen today, and she's a little worried, but she's just going to roll with it yeah so she puts on this little white halter dress like they like to wear yeah. white the, the bachelorettes do i'm not sure that she's quite that level of 
Well, I think anyone is like, I think it was a little fancy for Bachelor in Paradise engagement, mm-hmm. but she, she looked pretty. pretty yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think people like to wear white because they're like, huh, if you don't know if you're going to marry me or not yet, look at me in this white dress. Right. So she, you know, what, the typical person, she goes and chats with Chris Harrison at the top of the stairs before she goes down to the engagement platform. And she gives her little speech to Clay about how she can see a future with him. And he makes her feel secure. And she says, I loved you. Or she's like, I love you now. And I loved you in the first time I kissed you. And I just, you're my person. And I'm so happy with you. And his face goes kind of weird. And she says, you know. I need to know, Clay, do you love me or not? Do you love me or do not love you me? You kind of sound like Christina right now. No, I feel okay. like our accents aren't very good. My accent's not that great, but that's but that's all you're getting today. And Clay's like, you're cool, I guess. But and I'm not this there is a yet. lot of stuff. He's just, I'm not there yet. I'm not in love with you yet. Well, no, she, he doesn't say that quite yet. She looks him straight in the eye and she's like, I need you to tell me if you love me or not. Like, you need to be straight up with me. You need to tell me the truth. Do you love me? And he's like, I think you're chill or whatever, but, like, I'm not there yet. Yeah, no, he straight up says, I'm not there yet. And she's, and like, she's like, all right, <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah, he, you know, he, well, he wants to, he, he wants to stay, he wants to see what it's going to be like outside of paradise. And, you know, he, he wants to meet her family and her friends and yada yada. He just can't say he's in love with her. And she says, well, I can't tell people we're together. If you don't love me, which mm-hmm. is a weird kind of shallow thing to say. Like, I'm too embarrassed to tell people that we're a couple if you don't love me. It's like, you know, you shouldn't worry about other people if we're yeah. not you and him. But I see her. But point. I also see her being like, okay, we've been together for, since the beginning of this. And I see all these other people who are in love now. And I'm in love with you and you're not in love with me. Like, Yeah, yeah, I get it. I think I, they're both, I, you know, I think he's being perfectly reasonable, but. He's kind of being a jerk about it, though, too. Yeah, but he's he not giving have, her anything. He's not giving, you know, he's not giving her the fantasy suite. He's yeah, not, he should have just said, listen, let's date out of the fantasy. Like, he shouldn't have gone through to the fantasy suite at all. They should have broken up yeah. there. Or gone to, gone to the fantasy suite. One or yeah. Another. Yeah. I think the fantasy suite would have been a real you know, help boon to them, to them. Yeah, yeah, because then they could sit down and talk about it, and then at least they would have a better idea of who's where, and when she breaks up with him, she would know, you know, for sure that, I don't know, I just think they should have taken advantage of that time, but they didn't. I agree. Um, in her little ITM, you know, well, she leaves, she says, you know, I can't tell people we're together if you don't love me, and she leaves, um, she cries in the car. She says in her ITM she was head over heels a couple of days ago, and now that's all gone. And back in his car, they don't give him a very friendly edit. They just show him asking the driver to take him to the pub. Yeah. And he looks really, like, cold mm-hmm. and unloving, unfortunately. Yeah. I think Clay's issue right now, as far as his rem- why he's having so many so much trouble with his romantic relationships, both with Angela and Nicole, is I think he's worked so hard his whole life to be a professional football player, and then he goes on the show and he gets an injury, and now he can no longer play professional football. 
and like he can't play like he was in the NFL and he had all that. Yeah, he's definitely and he had it for just such a short amount of time and then yeah. he lost it because of an injury and I think now he just doesn't He's having, like, an early midlife crisis. Like, he doesn't know what to do now. I've heard, I haven't done any research on this, but I've heard through Bachelor community that of all the, quote, NFL players that have been on this show, he was the most um, accomplished. That he had played a couple seasons, and he was, like, you know, more so than... um, Jordan, I think, or is that his name? Jordan JoJo's fella? Um, I don't know about him, but more so than, like, Colton... Or there was another one. I forgot Colton played football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he was much more accomplished. So, yeah, I'm sure it was devastating to him to find out that basically his career's over. Mm-hmm. So I do think, I think he's going through not a midlife crisis, but, like, a career, a crisis of career. And, you know, he's a mess. He's in, in, And I think he doesn't know what to do with himself now. And I think he doesn't want to put his partner through that. But he just does a terrible job at communicating that. Yeah. So and, he's know, not innocent, but also I get that he's kind of having a rough time. So whoever told him, you know, I don't think you're ready. I think it was Tasha said, you know, I don't think you're ready. She was probably right. She yeah. should have been pushing her nose into stuff, but I think she was right. Mm-hmm. So next is Katie and Chris. Um, she's giddy. She's all in. She's, she, I think she's sort of delusionally talking herself into, the, you know, into him loving her. She's yeah. like, she goes back and forth and the you know, flip of a coin, whether he loves her or doesn't love her. I love Katie, but I think she might be a little bit crazy. I love Katie, too. Yeah, I think this process has really been detrimental to her, actually. I think she has stuff, like, she, she seems like the kind of person, and this makes me, like, both love her even more, but also just want to give her the biggest hug, because I feel so bad for her, but I think she's one of the people that, like, has really low self-esteem, but knows she Deserves more. Deserves more. Like, she realizes that her low self-esteem is kind of irrational and there's no reason for it because she, I think she understands her worth. She doesn't, she just doesn't follow through with giving herself what she deserves. Right. And I think she deserves better than Chris, to tell you the truth. Oh, for sure. 100%. But imagine, you know, imagine if you're, I don't know anything about Katie's history and stuff, but imagine if you're on the beach with these women that are like, she's she's gorgeous, but she's sort of you know she's little and she's you know she doesn't look like a perfect Barbie, but she's absolutely gorgeous. So I can see where she'd be like looking at the other girls, saying, "Do I even belong here? I'm not really sure about this." Well, I'm sure if anyone, if you're anyone on the beach, and everyone because at the beginning of the season, everyone was all about Hannah G. Hannah G. Right. Because she's, she's the perfect ideal for men, right? Every guy wants to be... Quote, yeah. With a girl she's a Barbie. Like Anna G. Yeah. She's a Barbie. And she's a very nice woman, she, She's so She's so cute. I, I think she's there's, a really good person. Yeah, I love her on the show. There's nothing wrong with her. She's a lovely... She seems like a lovely person. But I could see where you'd be on if you were on the beach and then all the guys were like, oh man, Hannah G's just perfect. Yeah. Then you'd kind of be like... Well, I'm nothing like, like her. So. I've got these eyes. Look at these eyes, everybody. I've yeah. got these eyes. Look at these amazing green eyes. They're beautiful. Yeah. But she's so much more than that. And I, I can see where she would be, you know, a little in, maybe insecure or self-conscious out there with all these other women. You yeah. Know? So, anyways, she, they're, they're, they, they struggle. She really thinks 
she talks herself in and out of it over and over again. He doesn't say anything that means anything. He talks a lot, but he doesn't say anything that means anything. Um, he says before, you know, before he goes down there, he says that he's going to decide when he's on the platform if he's going to propose or not. Mm-hmm. Which is probably not the best. Yeah, that is a bad sign. <laughs> yeah, that's just not the best um, best practice. That's what we say, you know, in work. That's not the best practice. Yeah, <laughs> that just means he should not be proposing to anyone at all. <laughs> right, right. I'll decide when I get there, whatever. Anyway, so they get there on the platform, and she gives her little speech. And it's been wild and, you know, wild ride. Sometimes she's behaved, you know, it's been stupid. I don't know if she's in you know, implying that she's been stupid, but she says sometimes this is this process has been stupid. She knows what she wants, you know, she's giggly and nervous. Chris gives his speech. Um it's a lot about uncertainty. But he says he's the luckiest man in the world. She makes him feel calm and himself. Um which he'd sort of forgot you know, basically He's invested so much of himself in this franchise over the years that he's forgotten who he is, mm-hmm. right? And so he's saying, he's sort of saying that she reminds him of the real person that he is, which is a good start. Yeah. That's a good start. Um, you know, they, he knows, you know, any, anyway, so it's sort of awkward and weird, but um, I wrote down here when he said he'd sort of forgotten who he was, the man he was, I said, this is the only time I've ever felt any real feelings about him. Yeah. Ever. Because he's so plastic, and he's so, he just says all these platitudes, there's no inflection or emotion in his voice, ever. For sure. And that was the only time when he said he, he's sort of lost himself, and he's finding himself, but I felt like, oh, okay, I feel something for this well, man. Well, because the first time he was on the show, I think he was like 25 or something. Like, he was super... I mean, and now they're all, now that, they're young, all that age, yeah. but that at the time that wasn't like that. So I think, um, I think there is some merit to that. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think Katie deserves so much better. Yeah. But he ultimately, yeah, ultimately they get engaged, it's and okay. she's so excited. She's crying, and in the mm-hmm. like previews for this episode, it showed her crying, and it's like some proposals won't go as planned, and then it looked. Because her happy crying looks just like her sad right, crying. Right. <laughs> and she's like, oh! Chris Harrison points out this is Chris's sixth time, and finally it worked out. And I, my notes say, gee, these are two nice, reasonable people that are going to regret this ever happened. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I hope I it hope works. Not. I hope just because out. I love Katie so yeah, much. Yeah, exactly. But I don't want her to stick with him. If he's just a jerk, just to make it work. But in Bachelor Nation-wise, they're both just really nice, normal people, you know. And they're, you know, they, as far as I can tell. Katie looked out and became, like, super... I really like Katie now that you know her more. But she just looked out and was, became best... She was best friends with, like, Hannah and Demi. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what got her to paradise, essentially. Uh, I think so. And she, she had that little stint as... Demi's co-conspirator on Hannah's season. That's true. She did stir the pot a little bit. Right. And she's the one that said, Kaylin, you were talking on the bus about how you just want to slide into Dean's DMs. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, she did do that. she worked it a little bit. Yeah, I forgot she stirred the pot. She did it in a way that we were, yeah, she did it in a way where we just still loved her. She didn't, 
Like she never threw anybody under the bus or was awful, but she was, you know, you know, make sure you pick the right person, Colton. You know, there are people that are here that are here for the right reasons and people that aren't. And, and you know who they are, you know. So she's always been stirring the pot, but never in a way that was yeah. horrible to other And people. I think all those people, I don't really, they may have been talking about Cassie a little bit, but I'm pretty sure they were all just talking about They were Kaylin. talking about Kaylin. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And from the Women Tell All before, Kaylin, I mean, you're right. I forgot about that. That Cap, Katie was totally anti Kaylin. Yeah. And she says that in Paradise at some point. Yeah. Because she's, after Dean breaks up with her, she's like, I'm not a big fan of Kaylin, but even I feel a little bit sorry for her right, right now. <laughs> yeah. So, and I love, I love whenever anyone, because there were a couple people on the beach that said things like, I'm not Kaylin's biggest fan, but. Yeah, Christina, for sure. Christina yeah, Christina like, said that. Yeah, see eye to eye, but, you know, if you need me, give me a call. Yeah. I love when people don't like Kaylin. <laughs> so awful. But, anyway. yeah, next is. Hannah and, Hannah Hannah and Dylan, Dylan are next. They're all lovey-dovey, you know. They're so cute. He's so excited. Yeah, Dylan says, he, I was in love with her after the first week. He never fought so strongly for anyone. He's 100% sure she's his person. Um, in her ITM, she loves him. Um, she didn't know real love until she knew him. This is like a whole new, like, he's more selfless. Yeah. He's just so selfless and adoring and stuff. She's basically like, he worships me and I love it. Right. <laughs> and she, but she does say, like, I didn't even know this type of love existed at right. all. Like, she's never this is had, completely new to me. She's never had somebody that worshipped her like this. And, you know, that's, that's not the most healthy dynamic, but of all the couples, I do think when I see them together that they're going to make it and yeah. they really care about each other. Yeah. I think she's a little hesitant because she's the darling of Bachelor Nation, right? She, you know, so she's got to decide <laughs> if I want this guy or I want to continue in Bachelor Nation as a single person and risk not getting as good a guy as this. Um, and, you know, she tells... Or could we be Ashley and Jared? She's right. Like, she's or like... Jade and Tanner. Yeah, yeah. They, could be, they could be the ultimate Bachelor Nation married couple. Yeah. They could totally outshine Jade and Tanner. And yeah. Jared and Evan and, and even Ashley and Jared. Yeah. So she does tell Chris before she goes down, it's scary to open up again, but she's, and she's wearing almost exactly the same dress that Katie was wearing, beautiful blue and white dress. Um, and they'll talk about that. I think in the, at the end reunion part, they talk about how come you were wearing the same dress? Oh, they said, I don't even remember that. I'm sorry. <laughs> she says she doesn't want to regret doing something too soon. So she has a few doubts when she goes down there. Yeah. Um, and I think he starts talking first, right? He does. He gives, yeah. he gives his speech first. Um, he, he relates his, you know, fighting, fighting for her story, you know, and says he'll continue to do his utmost for her and fight for her. And he didn't come to spend the summer with her. He came to spend his life with her. And, um, it's super cute. He's like, I'm so excited for this. And you can see the ring in his pocket, like, at the oh, angle that they show. Um, and she, she, says she starts talking. She, it's sort of sad. She says she didn't know that, you know, she never thought that she deserved a love like this. Mm-hmm. Which, she's Hannah G, you know, dude. She's yeah. like the most coveted person on the beach. And even she has insecurities about if she deserves love or not. Yeah. Which made me sad a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she said, she acknowledges how great he is and, you know, basically 
she doesn't want, you know, she, she has been worried about being dumped again, refers back to Colton a little bit. Yeah, and she says, like, she, re- like, repeats the thing she said about her family and right. stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, okay, okay, I'll fly to Alabama tonight and yeah. we can talk to them. Exactly. And then she gets all happy. Her face just lights up. She's yeah. like, oh. <laughs> and it was really cute. Yeah, it was. And um, he says, like, I feel so confident, and I cannot wait to meet your family. Like, we're going to get along so well. I just know it. And that's what, that's the clincher there. Yeah. That's what convinces her. So he says, Hannah, do you trust me? And she says, yes. And Dylan says, 100%. And she says, a million percent. Yeah. They're so cute and goofy. Yeah. And it's so cute. And then he proposes, and she's like, ah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she doesn't say anything for a second. And he's like, is that a yes? <laughs> like, okay, you have one thing to do is, to, you know, to say something right now, you know. And she says, you know. Because she's yes. not saying anything. Because yeah. she just she's looks just so like, happy. She looks like she's going to barf. She's like sort of bends. She like sort of doubles over and like, and then she finally says. She doesn't yes. look like she's going to barf. She looks like she's just so happy. She right. just doesn't she know looks, what to do. Okay, she looks stunned. She looks yeah. Like, she's like, oh, this is really happening kind of thing. And um, then it has, like, a the TV had, like, a little square in the corner showing the studio audience reacting to this. Oh, yeah. And there's, like, one guy in the whole audience. And throughout the show, they keep showing this guy. And he's his reactions are so funny. They're so over the top. During this part, he was, like, <laughs> it looked like he was, like, I don't know, like, ho- hooting and hollering. He was, like... <laughs> Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> like, just giving it his all. And it was so fun. I think that was this part. But they kept going back to him and he kept, which he just kept being ridiculous. And I was like, this guy That's is the funny. funniest audience ever. Um, so I think they're going to be okay. I think they're going to last. I think of anybody on the beach, they know each other the best. And there's no weird the thing I noticed is there's no weird power dynamic between them, like between Clay and Nicole or Katie and Chris. There's not. There's they just feel, they just look like best friends. Yeah, there's not one that's like sort of overly play, you know, over like begging for it or like you know, like please, please. They're both just they just both love each other and like each, and want to be together and they're friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I appreciated that because in the other two there's this weird power thing that's happening. Yeah. And both the guy and the guys are in control of both of those, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um. Then it's Demi and, and Christian. Yeah. Then Demi and Christian, and Demi was is like all excited. She's like, I know Christian's my person. I just love her so much. And then he shows Christian, and Christian goes, I know Demi's my person. I just love her so much. Demi realizes they're in love because of how much she's willing to work for it. Demi is not accustomed to have having to work for um, romantic relationships she's she's the pursuee not the pursuer mm-hmm. and she realizes that because she's willing to work for it that that says something about her commitment to this person mm-hmm. um so although she's still worried she won't be enough for christian because christian's such an amazing person and has qualities that demi can only aspire to she believes it can work out because of their willingness to work yeah and Chris Harrison's there, and he says, you've come so far, Demi. Like, this whole summer's been huge for you. Like, are you excited? She's like, yeah. And then they go to the beach. And Demi's wearing this really pretty, like, red dress with a slit, which it needs a slit because she's got to get down on one knee. 
And Christian and, is looks nice too. She's got yeah. this white outfit on that's got a little flyaway flappy it's thing. It's like a jumpsuit. Yeah, type but it's, of thing. it's the feminism is added due to this flappy flyaway thing. <laughs> um, it's hard to describe. But yeah, they get to the beach and uh Demi So is Christian there. is the one that yeah, Dem, Demi's and this down, whole <laughs> Christian is the one that chats with Chris Harrison before. So Chris, They both chat with Chris Harrison. I thought, no, do they? Okay. I thought I Demi chatted with him too. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think so. I think Demi just chats at us and then Christian is the one in the goal, the girl role that mm-hmm. chats with Chris Harrison and he sends her down. Yeah. Mom quoted that because she... Because they're both girls. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Christian's wearing these super high heels. She barely walk in them. She looks beautiful, but yeah. like... It doesn't look like she normally walks in. Yeah, and the ocean looks so pretty behind them. But this whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, okay, where's Demi hiding that ring? (laughs) Can't, I don't, like, there's no way it's in her cleavage. There's no way she has pockets in that thing. (laughs) Like, where's the ring? So Christian, she seems, she does seem, she seems authentically nervous. She seems a little bit nervous. Um, She tells Demi it was hard for her to see her go to paradise. Um... You know, but I see how strong we are because we got through that. And she she promises to protect Demi's heart now and forever. Mm-hmm. And Demi gives her little speech. She talks about not deserving Christian, but that she found herself in Christian. And I wrote down, you know, I think Demi's a messed up person, but still has the power here. You know, I said, I hope she, so I hope she doesn't hurt sweet Christian. My, my opinion of these two is they have what it takes to really make it I think they can really make it because I think they really do love and respect each other mm-hmm. and are kind of pretty much an equal footing however Demi I think really wants Demi is this really important significant figure in Bachelor Nation now she can make her whole career on this and I don't know if Christian really understands that or wants that so I think the only way they're really going to make it is if they go the Jade and Tanner route, the Carly and Evan route. And get married and have kids really fast. Well, they don't need to have, necessarily have kids, but I think they need to, yeah, I need. I think if they're going to make it, they need to be a power couple in Bachelor Nation. Yeah. And, and show a united front. And yeah. And not just Demi be the one that's always on and stuff, because Demi is intoxicated by this process and this place in a way that Christian never will be. Yeah. So I think that they need to be a unified front together or they won't last. Mm -hmm. And that's just what I see and feel. The good news is that they both seem to be super close with Hannah G and Dylan Mm -hmm. and Katie and and Hannah and, B. And, and Hannah B is going to be the big asset. Because yeah. I think Hannah B has a good shot at uh, either being in Bachelor in Paradise or I think she has a shot of even getting her own season again because people yeah. loved her so much. She may be the first woman to do that. There have been a couple so, of dudes. There have been a couple of dudes, but people loved Hannah so much. And they really want her to find her happy. And I think people really do like want her to find that. Yeah. Um, so I think that would be really exciting. If not this year, maybe next yeah. year. 
But it depends on how strong the women on Peter's season are. They're going to be strong. I can tell just from there. Peter's boring. Yeah, and I can tell from just looking at them and their, you know, a couple of their social media accounts and stuff I've looked at, and they're going to, and they're just like, there are, there's several influencers in there, and there's beauty queens, and yeah, it's going to be a wild ride with these women. But yeah, I do hope that Hannah B. finds love, and yeah, I think they're all going to be, um, they have a place here. They're going to make a lot of money in the next few years. Yeah. They just have to do it right. They have to be thoughtful about their image. Yeah. Anyways, so that was the last proposal. Um, um, although, it, after they get, after they, Demi proposes to Christian, um, Demi gets down on one knee, and Christian gets down with her almost immediately. And when Demi asks her to marry her, Christian says, of course, of course, you know. And the rose was hiding in, in the, or the, the ring, ring was hiding in the rose pedestal. That's right. Also, no one gave each other roses. Yeah, they didn't they show They just that. did the rings, and yeah. they didn't show the roses. And I'm like, well, I guess the show's not over yet, because it can't be after the final rose if they don't give out a final yeah. rose. And everybody up, so the two other couples are upstairs watching this final proposal take place, and they cheer. They're all so happy for Demi. They're all so happy for Demi, and they all run down, and they cheers and and be happy and hug and stuff. And and one of these couples is not like the other. But the gay couple or the the non-happy couple? couple. (laughs) The one that's gonna the least likely to make it. <laughs> I was gonna say there are a couple couples that aren't like the others. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, they're all they're different in different ways. But as far as happiness goes, two of them seem light years beyond the other. Yeah, <laughs> which is unfortunate. I have nothing. You know, I'm really rooting for for Katie in particular. Yeah. Anyways. And then um, it's after the final rose. Oh, finally, one oh. more thing. Ooh. Just when I'm thinking. I'm thinking, why does Christian get a ring? When's Demi going to get her ring? Just at that very second, Christian says, you you need a ring, too. And Demi says, we're working on that. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> um, also, they didn't have, they didn't, like, ship Neil Lane to the... Yeah, Neil Lane was To there. the Mexico. To Mexico. They still, you know, advertise that. There were still Neil Lane yeah. rings, but he wasn't there. So I'm like... Yeah, no. He's doing fine. <laughs> Um, back to the studio in attendance. We have Annalise, Angela, Onyeka, Jordan, Cam, Connor, Sydney, Haley, Dean, Christian, the boy, Tajwan, Blake, John Paul Jones, Kaylin, Tasia, and Dylan. Denny, Demi, Hannah, Derek, Christian, Mike. Oh, I guess that's it. Yeah, so Mike yeah. was the last one. Mike was the last one. So there's a lot of Because they wanted us to think that he was going to be Bachelor. Right, right. So, so he got that edge seat. <laughs> and they're playing some islandy type music. And Chris Harrison says, let's take a look back at the most dramatic season of Bachelor in Paradise. And there's a montage that follows. And, yeah, it was a montage of all the dra- like drama stuff that they're going to touch on in After the Final Rose. And right. the main mostly. things were mostly the stagecoach Blake stuff. Blake stuff. Um... There was the Jordan Christian fight. There was, there was the John Paul Jones Derek fight, uh, and then there was the John Paul Jones Tasha breakup, and, and then there was the Tasha call it like slut shaming Hannah G. Yeah, 
And that, I think that was everything. Yeah. And the guy in the audience that you mentioned earlier overreacts to this, too. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, <"Whoa." laughs> So, Chris, they end on the Jordan and Christian fight. And Chris Harrison back in the studio says, we have two bodyguards on stage because we don't want it to dissolve into that again. I think he meant dissolve, but that's okay. Did he really say dissolve? He said dissolve. Yeah. <laughs> I think he meant dissolve. Anyway. Um... So he says, but we're not going to focus on those two right now. We're going to talk about Derek and John Paul Jones. So Derek says, John Paul Jones, you know, they relive their whole argument that Derek says you can hook up, uh, but he recommends against it. John Paul Jones says, Derek said he, Derek said he hooked up with some of these women. Jordan, of course, interrupts and says, you know, DMs are like a dating app. You know, Derek doesn't have to answer you whether he's hooked up with these women or not. Uh-huh. And he says, nice suit, by the way, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> so that tells me that Jordan's getting a lot of action from his DMs. Yeah. Which is weird because Jordan's infantile in a lot of ways. I love him, but I don't wouldn't recommend him as a life partner. <laughs> um... And, like, Derek says something like, JPJ, don't you want to, like, apologize to Chris and Crystal about what happened at the wedding? And I'll... This could be edited, because this isn't live. But John Paul Jones says, Yeah, it kind of really sucks what happened. Yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't actually say sorry. But that could have been an edit. And he does, he did apologize on social media also. Um, oh yes, he did. Yeah, John Paul Jones, I, you know, he did some weird stuff, but I'm back on, I'm back with him now. Um, Haley and Taj wants interact with John Paul Jones, and he sort of apologizes to Haley. Yeah, he says, listen, like, I told you when we first met that, like, I, things were going really well with Tasha the week before you got there. Um, and they just started to not go well, and I thought that was enough, and I should have clarified more with you and communicated that better, and I'm sorry. He does turn around and look her in the eye when he says that. Yeah, instead of at the camera, like some of the other people that were there. Yeah. Um, and, um, he, I mean, he did tell her as soon as she got there that he, he was did. interested in Tasha. Yeah, he did. And, and he still did. went on the date with her, but... Because Tasha told him to. Yeah. He didn't want to. Tasha said, you need to go on these dates. So he went on the date with Tajwan and Haley. And so they get to the pigeon thing, the pigeon seagull thing with Tajwan and Taj and Haley. And Tajwan attempts hilariously to explain the pigeon seagull thing. She said it was a metaphor. It was a representation of what happened in paradise. And it seems like she'd been practicing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I was like, that is not a very well-practiced thing. Uh, so, yeah. So, Taj Wan gets her little... She has a beautiful haircut. She looks really pretty. Um, and that's about all she has to say, though, for the show. Uh, then they get to Jordan and Christian. Um, Jordan claims, I was very mature after the, fa- after the fight... Which she sort of was. Yeah. But then he says it was self-defense. And then Mike... Mike butts in. And I'm like, Mike, don't do this. I like you. You can't fight Jordan. Right. He rolls his eyes in a big way. And then he butts in and says... He's like, it wasn't wasn't self-defense. Stop saying it was self-defense. But when we saw it, it looked like it was self-defense. Yeah. It's hard to say. But yeah, I I don't begrudge Jordan's actions there. I'm sad that he did it because that meant he had to go home. 
Mm-hmm. But I think he just found himself in the situation that he didn't. Expect. I think he really was just going to destroy the pinata, but yeah. not touch him. And right. Then... And Christian didn't get that. Every every other person on the beach knew that Jordan was doing his shtick, his teddy bear shtick. Yeah. Except Jordan. Except for Christian, and it was just it was just a bad. It just all went badly. Yeah. And unfortunately. And, anyways. So, Christian, even in this instance, Christian is the aggressor. He stands up on his feet and calls Jordan a bitch, and, you're a bitch, you're a bitch, blah, 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 you know. He's like, why don't you, he's like, why don't we meet halfway and shake hands, yeah? And you can apologize, yeah? And George was like, I'm not shaking your hand, dude. Like, sit back down. Yeah, and they both refuse to apologize to each other, but Christian's the one that jumps out of his seat. Jordan says the teddy bear put up more of a fight than you did. Which is kind of true. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm sorry. Neither one of them should have done that. But I'm on Jordan's side in that it was clearly a shtick. There was no... He intended nothing besides humor. good television right? Yeah. and humor. He had no intention at any time to hurt Christian at all. Yeah. And Christian was just too dumb to understand that or too yeah. conceited or something. So anyway, that's pretty much their story. Did Demi say something around here, or is that later? Demi says something when some people are arguing that's so funny. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it in my thing here. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't think so. Hannah, G, and Tasia have their little confrontation here, which is, I wrote down, this is the most boring feud ever. Why yeah. does Tasha even hate Hannah? Blake is the one that did it. You know, Blake is the one that screwed them over. Yeah, the whole time Tasha was slut-shaming Hannah, but it was Blake's fault for not communicating that with you. Right. Like, it was all Blake's was fault. seeing you. She like, mean-girled me, you know, blah, blah. So it's the most boring feud. It's the most ridiculous, unsubstantial. And I, I agree with Hannah feud. on that. I'm on Hannah's side on that. I thought yeah. Tasha was being ridiculous and, and rude and, and, and mean. Well, I think that Tasha had a, re- had a right to be irritated by the whole thing, but her, her argument should have been with Blake, not Hannah. Yeah. Um, you know, why did he take me on this date if he was interested in Hannah G the whole time? If he went to go see her in Alabama, blah, and if he was sleeping with these other two girls and then was trying to score with her, why did he take me on a date at all? Tasia, why aren't you mad at Blake? Yeah. Hannah didn't do anything to you. All Hannah did was, like, fall into Blake's stupid little game. Yeah. You know, which may have been bad judgment, but it wasn't anything on Delicious. you. Yeah. She did, it's not like she went out of her way to go visit anyone. He straight right. up told her, like, the day before. He's like, I'm playing to Alabama tomorrow. Right. Blake was the a-hole in the situation. Yeah. And Hannah was just trying to figure out what was happening. Yeah. You know, and you know, the Hannah's worst crime is being um malleable or you know naive. naive. Right, right. That's her worst crime. She wasn't out to get you, Tasha, so get yeah. over yourself. Anyways. But I love And I like during this you. part, uh Hannah G goes, You don't even know me <laughs> And during the previews they were always they're all trying they're, to make she, us think yeah. that she was talking to Dylan. Yeah, because they're both her. sitting Almost next to each other. Yeah. They but don't, there's they, one person in between them. They're they don't not sit any to... of the couples right next to each other. In the well, middle. they're the only full couple that's out there. Christian's that's not. True. Christian's not in a chair, and Katie well, and Chris aren't there at all. Dean and Kaylin are there, though. They're not but, a final couple, though. Yeah, they that's don't true. count. That's true. And Connor was seated there, but Whitney was in the audience, which didn't make any sense. Yeah, that was weird. I thought she was on the damn show. Just put her up there. Yeah, and at the time that they filmed this, 
they were still together and they talked about it a little bit. But then I think they broke up like this week. So that's a bummer. (laughs) So Jordan being Jordan breaks in at this moment and says, you know, next year, if I have advice for you, like last year on paradise, nobody knew anybody going into it. And it was great. If I had any advice for you, I would just stay, stay off Instagram and don't go to stagecoach. Yeah. <laughs> Which it, is sage advice from our elder yeah. <laughs> you know, Jordan on the stage. And then Cam goes, oh yeah, that's how I wanted Paradise to be. Yeah. He's like, this was so funny. He was like, I just wanted it to be kind of like a blind date right. where I go in, no one knows me, I don't know anyone, and we just kind of date and like see what happens. And then... Uh, Onyeka straight up looks at Cam and she says, uh, like a week before Paradise, you invited yourself to my birthday party because you saw a bunch of girls from Paradise were going to be there and I didn't let you come, but you were super down to meet people before. It's like I had let you. (laughs) And it was so funny to see Onyeka like calling him out. It may be a little sad because they have, they both had the potential to have a real friendship and he blew it more than she did. She didn't blow it at all. He yeah. was the one that went up to her and was like, listen, Mike just isn't that into you. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was trying to get her rose. Yeah. Well, now, it, but here at the, now here at the men, at the reunion show, now she's kind of getting her revenge, her like vengeance in, which is fine. I understand. But yeah, I just feel sad because I feel like they actually could have been real friends. And again, Cam is shown in this terrible light and I just, I guess he's sort of a jerk. I don't know. I guess that's the way it is. Although on social media, social media, he's been hanging out with Kerpa, which is interesting. Yeah. But. Anyways. Yeah. I don't like Cam. He's freaking annoying. Next, Dean, Connor, and Kaylin's story. Um, she was prepared for Dean to hurt her, um, but she would have been regretted, regretful. So Dean, Connor, and Kaylin are up next. Um, Kaylin says she was prepared for Dean to hurt her because of his reputation. But she would have regretted it if she didn't try with Dean and leave with him to go to try the van life. She does tell Connor that she's sorry. Um, And she's like, I, like, make lots of mistakes and, like, I feel bad that I did that to you. But that's that's not even a good enough apology. She was straight up making out with Dean before she even told Connor her decision. In Mm -hmm. front of Connor. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a horrible thing. Like, I think she made the right choice by going with Dean. I think they're better suited for one another than yeah. she and Connor. But they're both shallow. Communicate that to Connor. You made him think that he was the better choice and you wanted to pick him. Right. And then you went and made out with Dean instead. And yeah. without telling Connor at all that you were not interested in right. him Right. Connor 100% thought that she was going to stay with him. Yeah. Because of the things that she told him. Yeah. And she told all she of said, She said, you're right. You're right. You're the better choice. When he was like, he's going to hurt you again. Yeah. And he had a perfectly um, cogent argument with her. And, you know, if, anyways... They're suited for each other. They're both... She she wants the, to be with the most famous Bachelor Nation guy that she can possibly get with. She couldn't get Colton, so now she's with Dean. And she'll put up with him for a while. She's enjoying the van life for the time being, but she doesn't want that life forever. And he's going to get tired of her because she's a shallow, lying bitch. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, that's that's how I feel, obviously. I think, they, I think they like each other right now because I think they both are kind of drama magnets. Yes. And they think that makes their relationship exciting. Yes. And they think that because there's always 
drama going on that they um that it's a good relationship they're like they're like the best relationships are hard and they're working to make it difficult rather than actually having a healthy relationship. Well, in his mind, he's 100% a bad boyfriend. He thinks mm-hmm. that. He believes that about himself. He has and a podcast she, about it. She also believes that about him. So they're yeah. doomed. I'm sorry. Doomed. Chris Harrison asked Christina about Stagecoach. She says it was great. She didn't plan on the stuff that happened happening. Um, you know, she was not hurt because Blake slept with somebody else. She was hurt because he betrayed her friendship. Mm-hmm. And then we go to the Kalen. Now it's all Blake time. Blake 100. Blake gets the hot seat. The only hot seat of the night besides the couples. Yes. So Kalen, so she and Blake were talking for a few months before. And then, you know, Blake on the hot seat. Apparently Kalen's time talking to Blake coincides with the women tell all from Colton season. Right. So when... Kaylin was in the women tell all, telling Colton she was still in love with him, crying, weeping, all upset, trying to be both the Colton and Blake were kind of like, uh, uh, what, what? Because they both knew that she was talking to Blake. Yeah, talking to means dating, get you know, flirting with excessively, becoming a couple. Oh, but they weren't really becoming a couple. They were just talking. But they were flirting excessively. That's why that they were, both Blake and Colton were surprised that yeah. she was all supposedly still in love with with Colton. Yeah, well, but, and uh, Blake was also confused because she allegedly kept asking him about how... Becoming a bachelorette. Yeah, because she, she was like, didn't they pursue you to be bachelor? Like, what was that like? I know you didn't get it, but like... What can I do to try to get Bachelorette? Yeah, she was 100% trying to become the Bachelorette. Everybody knew it. Um, Everybody knew that her little fake I'm still in love with Colton thing was just a ploy to become the Bachelorette. Mm -hmm. And that's how she is. She doesn't really feel any real feelings about any of these people. All she cares about is herself and getting ahead. Yeah. And that's who she is. She's just a shallow, terrible, horrible, great human being. (laughs) Anyways. Mom almost went through a whole episode without... Saying a bunch of horrible things about Kaylin. I can't stand her. Um, but Kay- everyone seemed to be on Kaylin's side during Weirdly, this. yeah. Everybody and kept I was pushing like, what Blake the to- heck? Everybody kept saying, you should apologize. You should apologize. At one point, Kaylin apologizes, quote, unquote, to Blake saying, I overreacted on the beach. You know, I'm sorry. And then Mike chimes in and says, she said she overreacted. You should say you're sorry. And Blake's like, oh, da 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 And the rest of the cast is like, you should say you're sorry. You should say you're sorry. You should say you're sorry. And finally Blake says, you know, I'm sorry that this happened. And I'm sorry you feel so bad. You know, but he never really apologized for, for releasing the text messages. He says, I did that because no one would have believed me that you were coming on to me. Mm-hmm. No one would have believed that. And so I had to do that because I was protecting my reputation because mm-hmm. you trashed it. Which... Again, and she calls I, them. I 100% agree with Blake here. She calls them sexts, but I don't think that's really what they were because it was just her being like, "Can I come over?" Yeah. So I'm like, it's just sex. I just want to have sex with you. That's all. It's nothing more. And so, like, she was like, "You released text messages about my personal life on Instagram, and that was," she, she said. This is a direct quote. Yes, I was never. Like, I've never felt so, 
violated. What was that? Not, maybe quote. not a direct quote. Let, let's get the direct quote. I wrote quote. down the direct quote. Um, let's see. I think I've, I've never been so exposed, exposed and violated. Thanks, Thanks Jack. Jack. She says, I've, I've, never never felt, been... I've never felt so exposed and violated. In my entire life. In my entire life. That's the direct says quote. Says the rape victim. And I'm like, okay, so she's... And, you know, I can't say how she's feeling or anything. Like, that's this is all her type of stuff. But she's basically saying right there that Blake releasing these text messages that made her look bad is worse, worse than, than the being raped. time she was raped. Which is kind of a really horrible. And she just, remember, she just apologized for overreacting. And, like, clearly she went through some, like, really awful things and, like, I, like, I feel for her because of that, but, like, to compare a rape to someone releasing screenshots of text messages... That you sent! That you sent, where you were trying to convince someone to have sex with you when he was saying no. <laughs> yep. Is a little... I don't know. It, it's a little bad. Like, a lot bad, well. I think. <laughs> I'm going to say something semi-nice about Kayla. And remember, she just turned 24 on the beach. She's very young. Um, she's so irritating and annoying, and I really can't stand her. But there's room for growth, you know? And maybe she'll, I doubt it, but maybe she'll look back on this and realize that she is an overreactor and a major drama queen. Mm -hmm. And being that way got her a one-way ticket not to being the Bachelorette. Yeah. I mean, it's it's got to be something if you're so dramatic that they said, nope, we don't want you as a bachelorette. <laughs> like, if you're too, like, they'd be like, that's too much. Yeah. Well, They're like, let's take someone who's not dramatic but is a little bit crazy yeah. on her own. <laughs> America turned on her, you yeah. know. She had us in the palm of her hand with her story and her genuineness, and then we found out that she's just a big drama queen and a, a phony in a lot of ways. I'm not saying what, her story wasn't true. I'm saying that we get tired, that people get tired of all that drama, and we, yeah. we don't like it. So yeah. shut your pie hole and grow up, honey. So basically everyone is against Blake, and I don't think Blake is innocent in any of this. He made a lot of mistakes, but none of them were malicious mistakes. I don't think so. He was just kind of a big dum-dum. Yeah, I think he's just not very smart, and I think he likes attention, and yeah. I think he has low self-esteem. Heady with his own power, you know, his own sex appeal and sudden power and, and yeah. You know, there again, yeah. I think he's just looking for validation and he got it from a bunch of places. And then when, like, he started to look bad on screen, he, he knows a lot of people that are there know how bad Kaylin is, I think. Because there were lots of people on the beach that said, I'm not a big fan of her, but. Right. And I was shocked that they, maybe it was editing, but I was shocked that everybody at the t at the reunion was like, you should apologize, Blake, you're the bad guy. I was like, well, you know, he's he did some stupid stuff, but I don't think he's the bad guy. Yeah. And um, then after that's done, like after they're done fighting, it shows Dean and Kaylin backstage together on one side of the stage, and then it shows Christina and Blake together backstage. Right. Um, so, yeah, Dean's comforting Kaylin, who's in tears, and oh, how boys They're both little? crying. Well, well yeah, not Dean, but, but, like, Blake and, uh, yeah. Kaylin are both crying. But Blake is kind of just off to the side, kind of wiping his eyes, and Christina's yeah. like, y'all right, buddy? Fuck up. 
And Kaylin's like, oh, he's so mean. Oh, why did he do that to me? All I wanted was an apology, and he didn't even apologize. Oh, it's all about her, 24-7. And then Blake was like, like, you you know that I would have been so much worse if I didn't share that about her. People wouldn't have, like, she wouldn't be apologizing for overreacting if I never released those text messages. Right. Because everyone would just believe her. Everyone would believe her if I didn't do anything. Yep. And he's right. <laughs> so yeah. that was a lot of that. Well, I also want to point out that um, both Jordan and Demi had some stuff to say about this. Um, Jordan points out that, you know, he, he's, he tells Blake, you got to stop dating bachelor girls. It's a fetish. I understand. <laughs> I and, forgot he said that. <laughs> and Demi says, and, you know, I was a stagecoach and I'm offended you didn't hook up with me. <laughs> you didn't even try to hit on me at all. What's wrong with you? So, <laughs> They're both so funny. Yeah, it's just, um, well, and oh, another line of Jordan's was, you know, when a girl says she's fine, typically she's not fine. She's, he's also trying to give Blake these this advice on how to understand women, which yeah. is hilarious. So next up is all the Bachelor in Paradise has been royalty, have babies now people. So first up, obviously, it's Jade and Tanner. Jade and Tanner. Yeah. And they talk about Jade's having um having her birth, baby in the closet giving birth in the closet and you know tanner says oh it was really easy <laughs> and jade's like yeah for you it was easy and they show yeah i feel little, like that's i feel like they don't everyone's always talking about what a perfect relationship they have and i don't think they have a perfect relationship because of comments like yeah oh yeah it was so easy and then her kind of being like uh excuse me <laughs> you didn't do anything yeah but they are you know they are um they're making it work, so. This is their second baby, or? Yes. Yeah. And that's a boy named Brooks, which is a weird name. Um, Chris Harrison shows a little video of immediately after the birth, and she's holding the baby. Uh, the paramedics got there just in time, and, you know, he the baby was crowning, and everybody was saying, keep him in, keep him in, which happened with me and Jack, too. It's a very difficult to keep a baby in when the baby wants to come out, so kudos to Jade. And um, then... Chris Harrison's kind of talking to the, like, the children, and Carly and Evan's baby keeps saying no and yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. It's so cute. And she, their baby's so much cuter than the other baby. Not yeah. to compare babies, but. Yeah, I think her name's Emma. Yeah. She's super cute. Their baby's the freaking cutest. So, um, they're going to have a gender reveal because um, Carly and Carly's baby. Carly's pregnant again, yeah. But before they do that, I just want to point out that Crystal and Chris are both there, the newly marrieds. And Chris looks weird, man. He got work done. Something. I mean, he shaved his beard. His I hair think he got different. his eyebrows done. I think he did laser hair removal on his forehead because he used to have a second hairline. He used and to have the two hairlines. I That's not something I noticed on my own. That was something I heard in a different podcast. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, it's was, true. Like, it's really he, bad. He doesn't look better, though. I don't no, he think. doesn't look better at all. I think he also got a nose job. He looks, he looked gaunt. I think he, I think he may have gotten, maybe not Botox, but like. His face looked like really skinny to me. Like, he had not been eating for a few days. Yeah. I don't know. It was, he just looked weird. And he yeah. looked a lot younger, too. Yeah, and he was sh- he shaved, but shaving doesn't do that much change. Right. I think that was part of it. But yeah, definitely. Because I think part of the 
if I, I've never thought he was that attractive, but if someone were to find the appeal of him, I think part of the appeal would be his kind of scruffy right. face. Yeah. So I think the fact that he shaved is kind of like, uh. I mean, he's kind of got that Ben Stillerish thing going on, which I could see, but we know too much about him to find him attractive. Yeah. Right? You know, I'm, um, glad, I'm glad he's married and I hope that they have a great life, but. Crystal looks beautiful. Yeah, it's pretty bad if Crystal's the person that you're like. Rooting for. Rooting for in the relationship. Um, even though she got better on her time in paradise, but yeah. um, still. I think uh, she, honestly, I think Crystal just did, she just was more suited for an environment like paradise, where there are a, a number of people to choose from, many suitors. She's just, I think she was just too competitive and crazy for the Bachelor. Yeah, yeah you know? I think you're right, for sure. Um, um, so, the gender reveal. Yeah. Carly and Evan is, are going to have a baby. and they One of them's wearing pink. pink. I think Evan's wearing pink and Carly's wearing blue. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of like... So we're assuming that... Outfits. Right. They're assuming, I was assuming that one of them was going to jump up and say, it's me, you know, or something. I'm, you know, the pink or blue. Oh, I didn't think that because I saw the sneak peek. Ah. Uh, yeah. They push out a big cake. Yeah. Know, like they used to have in the old sitcoms. They the lady pushed out a cake. stripper cake. Yeah. And um, instead of a stripper coming out of the cake, it's... Bartender Wells. Wells. And he says, surprise! And he's wearing a blue little outfit. A little blue onesie, like a like he's a giant baby. And Carly doesn't have any sons with Evan, but Evan has like four sons or something. Yes, I don't think he has that many. I think, I think two or three. I think it might be, okay. It's a lot, though. It's, it's like at least three. Two. It might be three. It's, no, it's more than two for sure. Because two, okay. I'd be like, okay, that's not that much. But it was a number where I was like, that's a lot of kids. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was probably three sons. So poor um, Emma, she's going to so, be like seriously protected and not have any fun in her youth. <laughs> so he was really jazzed when they had a daughter, and he's probably with his pink shirt. He was probably hoping for like another daughter again, since he already has so many boys. <laughs> but well, you um, get what you get. You don't throw a fit. Yeah, and uh, they are like, yay, and. This is not something that's, like, super talked about a lot, but I'm pretty sure Wells and um, Evan are really close because they were both on JoJo season, and uh, Wells was one of uh, Evan's, like, groomsmen at their wedding, so I'm pretty sure they're actually really close. They had a huge hug afterwards. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that's why they had Wells participate in it, Um, but that was cute. Then next we have JPJ and Tasha's story. Finally, Chris Harrison calls Tasha out to the hot seat. So it wasn't just. I guess I mean, that's, yeah. that's true. She's, I thought it was just the yeah. So like, anyway, so she's in the hot seat, and we we relive their breakup, and you know they show the video afterwards. Tasha says, "I hate watching that." Mm-hmm. She says she wasn't ready for the "I love you." But when she got home, all she could think about was John Paul Jones and how much, how happy he made her. Mm-hmm. So she flew to Maryland because she's a bold girl. And they, was that what she said? Yeah. <laughs> so I flew to Maryland. That's so Chris, corny. Chris Harrison, that's a said, that's a bold move. And she said, "I'm a bold girl." And um, of course, the cameras came along. And they go to this little town where John Paul Jones lives. Kind of trying, you know. Of course, it reminds me of. Um, Grocery store Joe and Kendall last year. Yeah, well, that's what they were going for. I right, think. right. Although they're a different kind of couple, but yeah. So they go to Maryland, and 
that wherever he lives, whatever town in Maryland it was, I didn't write it down, but I did write it down. <laughs> Their sl- town slogan. The town slogan is, the town that fooled the British. <laughs> Which I think is the most awesome slogan ever. It was pretty funny. <laughs> and um, they go to his house and it, like... Oh, he's blown away. He's like, oh, what's happening right now? It's like, oh. what? What? <laughs> they sit on the couch and, you know... She's, she wants to know if he's mad. He's, oh, I'm not mad. You had a right to feel the way you felt. And she said that he checks a lot of her boxes. And, you know, she basically says that she made a mistake in leaving. Mm-hmm. And he says, so, like, what are we doing now? <laughs> so he says, oh, will you, will you be my girlfriend? And she says yes, and they laugh, and they're goofy, and they make out a little bit. Yeah, and he, as soon as she says yes, he says, "Look at my girlfriend; she's so hot." <laughs> I love, I love JPJ. And then back in the studio, Chris Harrison calls um, JPJ out and says, "Get up here, you knucklehead! <laughs> they're gonna do things their own way." You know, they're they, having fun. They're all cuddly on the couch now, too. And they tease, you know, they tease their love, and um, John Paul Jones gets on one knee, and Tasha's like, John, what? Stop! I also like that she's the only one that calls him John. Yeah. Like, it's a little, it's a little, like, intimate. extra intimate yeah. for them. Yeah, whereas everyone else is like, JPJ! Yeah, John Paul Jones, yeah. So... He recites Shakespeare to her. Yeah. And he recites, this time he doesn't mess up, he recites it perfectly. And um, I forget what quote it is, but um, it's it's a good one. I forget if it's from Romeo and Juliet or one of the songs. I think it was Romeo and Juliet. So then they're done, and they're, ha- they're hopefully they'll live happily ever after. I saw um, Reality Steve says they've broken up already, but Tasha has been on social media saying that Reality Steve is wrong. And that's where that is. I they keep posting things uh, like of them them visiting together, but they're doing long distance. And she's going off to like Las Vegas with her friends and stuff, and so it's not like they're. Well, I think he met her in Las Vegas for a day, and he he was like, "I'm so sad that it's only a day, but like, I'm so happy to get a little bit of time with Tasha, like my Tasha." And it was he's, really cute. I do believe that he's crazy about her. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get Chris and Katie. And she's met the family and stuff, too. Oh, yeah. They've met each other's families. Or at mm-hmm. least she's met his family. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie um, comes out also in the hot seat before Chris comes out to join her. Demi says she likes her dress. Anyway, Katie, you know, Katie is not in a good place. She's not wearing her engagement ring. Um, communication's been hard. She was head over heels at the time of the engagement, but this relationship has left her exhausted. She says, I do still love him so much, but sometimes you just give a person so much love, you give them everything, and then sometimes you just need, like, them to fill your tank, and they're just not filling your tank, and then it just leaves you empty, and you feel like you don't have anything left to give. Yeah, which is relatable. Yeah, which, I mean... Maybe not relatable, but, like, hopefully not relatable for most people, but... I think everybody's gone through that, where you feel like, especially as women, you feel like, oh, I've done, I'm doing all this crap, uh, especially later on. Yeah, but you shouldn't be engaged to the person that's 
doing that. Well, that can happen, you know. Yeah, it shouldn't be happening this early in a relationship. It shouldn't be this hard when you're just newly engaged and in love and having all these happy things happen to you. Because believe me, once you start having children and you're up late at night folding laundry while your husband's snoozing on the couch or, you know... You make dinner and nobody offers to clean it up. And all of a sudden you start all these passive aggressive things, you know, start coming out and you feel like nobody's helping you. And, and, you know, you have to, you, as partners, you have to tell your partner you're feeling that way. And I'm, I'm sure it happens on the man's side too. Sometimes they feel that they're have, they're going to work and try, working so hard while the woman, their wife gets to spend time with the kids, blah, blah, blah. So it can go both ways. Um, but at this point, newly engaged, happy people should not be feeling this way. Yeah. It's a problem. And um, then Chris Harrison's like, okay, let's bring out Chris. And they keep cutting to Demi, and Demi looks like she's hurting more than Katie is. Yeah. <laughs> she's, like, covering her eyes and wiping her tears. I always do that. Because they're, they're, they're tight. Super close, yeah. And they always do that because they don't want to mess up their makeup or their fake eyelashes, so they always wipe their eyes when they're crying in this weird way. <laughs> um, yeah, Chris comes out. And uh, Chris Harrison goes, okay, like... Uh, you're holding, to catch you up, Katie's not vibing this at right. all. You're holding her hand, Chris. You, you could probably tell she's not wearing her ring. And he's like, oh, I guess, what? Oh, I guess she's not. He's like, wait, we're engaged? <laughs> he wasn't that bad. But he looks concerned. And Chris keeps going back to that, you know, are you concerned? Well, she's not wearing a ring, you know, what she feels like she's not getting enough out of this relationship. And he's just kind of blinking and looking confused. He has no idea what's going on, um, which is also a problem. You know? Yeah. And she cries. She says, I've never been so insecure in a relationship. And the guessing game is so exhausting. And, and instead of reassuring her, he just says, listen, I'm sorry. I love you. Yeah, he doesn't know what it. to do. That was it. He's pretty clueless. And I'm, then she's like, okay, that was enough. That was what I needed. Yeah. And he's not mean or awful. He's just sort of vague. And then she's kind of like, oh, okay, good enough. I still love you. Yes, I want my ring back. Yeah, so for someone, I mean, Katie is always talking about how she deserves the best. She knows she deserves the best. She thinks she she thinks she's worth it to someone. But then she does this with this guy, and I'm like, right. Katie, I love you. You know your worth, right? But do, like, do you understand it? Maybe I, think, I don't know. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I th- they're all young. I think she's growing a lot. I think of all the women that we're watching, she's one of the ones that's, that's experiencing the most growth. Mm-hmm. And she's really learning as she goes along, and she's talking herself through it. Chris, on the other hand, is older. He, he this is just a mystery to him. He doesn't realize, you know, he thought he thought he was done. Um, so yeah, it's it's sort of sad. But they end their time on the stage with her. They put he puts the ring back on her finger, and they seem happy enough. But then they follow the cameras. Follow them outside. They leave. They yeah. They go outside. They like leave the studio all together. And Chris complains that she blindsided him. And he says, yeah, she says, yeah, I'm sorry. And I don't know. You know, she says, like, what do you want me to say? Just the, let's have babies? She's not like, things are great and I want to have his babies. Like, no, that's not what's happening. Right. And he's like, walks away. He doesn't even like really say anything. He just leaves. Yeah. So that's the end of the scene. So we don't know if they're broken up or what happened. Um, on social media. On social media, they're together. Yeah, and they did the talk shows afterwards, and they're together. So they did a bunch of talk shows where they're like, oh, yeah, we're really happy. Everything's fine. I now. think they did more talk shows than Christian and Demi. I think Christian and Demi did the big talk shows, like right. Ellen. Right, 
But they didn't go do the, like, New York ones or anything. GMA, yeah. Yeah, they just did the L.A. ones. That's, at least that's, to my knowledge, I don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. So that wraps them up. H- Hannah and Dylan get their time on stage. They're just dorky and cuddly. And they, they already have their time on stage. Did we already cover that? Yeah. I wrote it down here. Anyway. I thought we already covered that. Well, anyway, if we didn't, they do. They, you know, they're just cute and happy together. Yeah, they're cute and happy together. They met each other. Yeah, we talked about they met each other's families, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, so lastly, the lastly person to come on the stage is Demi and Christian. Chris Harrison declares Demi's the queer queen we didn't know we all needed. And like, yeah, we did all know we needed someone. <laughs> like, we've been waiting years for this. <laughs> and he says, above all, love wins. Mm-hmm. So they come out, and Demi has just moved to Los Angeles to be with Christian. Um, I mean, Vietnam beat us to a gay bachelor relationship. Like, they beat the OG bachelor yeah. to a gay b- bachelor relationship. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, Weird. they didn't get engaged, but it's like... <laughs> it's, I hear you. I <laughs> it's a little annoying that America has to be like this. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but let's, you know, let's, hopefully, let's be patient. Hopefully, you know, middle America will catch up with the other parts. Yeah. <laughs> California. And well, <laughs> the coasts, you know, and yeah. all that. So it's, we're getting, we're going in the right direction. And it, they played it very safe. They took very, two very appealing people and planned it very carefully. Mm. So kind of took all the spontaneity out of it. But hey, if that's what it takes to move things forward in this way, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. But um, there, what's Christian looked nice? I think. What was she wearing? She was wearing a black thing that was like capey. That's right. It was cool. She looked really I nice. love things with capes. And they, they both I don't care really what nice. Edna Mode says. <laughs> I love capes. No capes. <laughs> she looked really pretty, and she she looked a lot like I was getting real serious. Um, oh, what's the name of that actress? That's um, golly, I'll have to think of her name. She was in, shoot, I'll have to Google it later. I'm sorry, people. You don't know what she's in at all? Anything she's well, she in? Well, she won for Monster, right? She won her Academy Award for Monster. I don't know and what that is. she was in that, oh, golly, she's been in just a ton of stuff, but I, nothing is coming to mind right now. Charlize Theron! <laughs> Looked it up. She reminds me a lot of a younger Charlize Theron. So, especially with the cape, yeah. <laughs> so they're both beautiful. They talk about how you know Christian really struggled when Demi wanted to go on Paradise, but that was the only way that Demi could really, in her heart, come know, out. Yeah, stuff. come out, and, and and she she had to go through this process <clears throat> to really understand her love and relationship with Christian. Mm-hmm. And they chat. Um, Christian says how courageous Demi is. She loves deeply and strongly. Um, you know, she loves her eyes and her hair, but she mostly loves how deeply and strongly Demi loves her. Mm-hmm. Demi laughs and loud. And she Demi's like, yeah, I have some great hair. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, you know, Christian says her laugh is so loud, even though it's annoying sometimes. I love it. And she's selfless and she puts everyone else first. Or maybe Demi said that about Christian. I believe Demi said that about Christian. Um, so eventually Christian... Gets, she asks Demi to stand up, and then she gets down on one knee and asks Demi to marry her. So Demi gets a ring also. And then Chris Harrison throws in a, 
Yep, those are a couple of great Neil Lane <laughs> engagement yeah, rings. Big, big loud commercials. Even though yeah. Neil Lane himself wasn't there, we've got made sure we got his name in there. Yeah. And there's a lot of Demi going, yeah, and her terrible laugh, and she's super happy. And uh, Christian says in her proposal, the last day in paradise was the best day of my life. And Mom, who never really says aw when we watch the show, goes, aww. <laughs> And rose petals fall from the ceiling. They get a standing ovation. And everyone's happy. Yeah. You could say everyone's gay. Everyone is happy and gay. <laughs> happy, happy or gay. Happy or happy and or gay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. They, they, they bring Peter out, but we already talked about Yeah, him we already talked about our feelings about The Bachelor. Yeah, but choice. they bring him out, and that's how they, they And he's the just being Peter. He's like, oh yeah, like... I can't wait to soar through this adventure and just, you know, it's just being a pilot who's just like, oh, gosh, shucks. Yeah, his big what thing. What oh, shucks. His oh. big thing is he hopes to find a love as enduring as, as his parents' love, which is nice. Which is nice because we did like his hometown. Yeah. So he's just, he's nice. He's nice, isn't he? He's nice. Rosie <laughs> Jojo would think he's nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> also, the other day, um, Hannah and her dance partner on Dancing with the Stars, Alan, did uh, were doing like a Q&A on Instagram. Yeah. And in the middle of the Q&A, grocery store Joe is calling Alan <laughs> and he hangs up on him. And Hannah goes, oh, was that grocery store Joe? <laughs> So apparently Joe still like hangs out with all those Dancing with the Stars people. Oh, I, I feel like he got super, super close with Jenna. I felt like they were mm -hmm. like like his best friend. Like maybe that was his best female friend he ever really had came upon. Besides Kendall. Besides Kendall, yeah, that he wasn't romantically linked with, you know. Yeah. So they had a nice nice friendship. Mm -hmm. So that's about it. Um, Bachelor, uh, you know, the, the beach is closed. Bachelor in Paradise is closed. Bachelor's closed for a few months. Yeah, but The Bachelor started filming a day or two ago. And we have, I actually have quite a bit of material already on Peter's women. I, I kind of looked up what I could about them. Wow. Yeah, I do. Where do you find time for it? I'm not saying. <laughs> um, so we can talk about that before. Well, certainly we'll do a, hopefully we'll get more information about them and we can do a cast bio show in the next couple months. And also maybe do like a. We might do like a wrap things up, our favorite moments of the paradise and stuff. Yeah. Our episode. most essential players and least, uh, least likable people type, maybe some, yeah. a superlative type episode about yeah. paradise. And um, I will actually make a Twitter at some point. I know I've been saying that a few episodes, for a few episodes, but I'm actually going to do it. And I'll um, post updates on Bachelor gossip and news and stuff. Right on. So you'll hear from us. We just don't know when. Um, so please subscribe. And, and rate and review. Yeah. And when we do come out with future episodes, you'll know if you're subscribed. Yeah. And thank and you guys so much for listening. Yeah. We, it was uh, a fun, fun couple bachelor seasons, yeah. but it's time to take a nap. Yeah. Thank you for sticking with us through our first season of this. We hope to do many more, and we hope to improve. And if you have any suggestions on how we can do that, our you email address email is... Us. Yeah, email us at rosettespodcast at gmail.com. Or, if you want, you can slide into our DMs Um like any Bachelor contestant would with any other Bachelor contestant. Um, and you can slide into our DMs and follow us on Instagram at Rosette's Podcast. 
And yeah. That's Share it. us with your people. Share us with who moms and daughters and anybody else who you want to either delight or terrorize, depending on how much you like us. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it's delight. Hopefully. <laughs> Unless you want to terrorize them, then you could do that one episode that Jack co hosted last week. <laughs> or my solo one where I just like plotted through the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I did not listen to Nobody that one. To I'm that going one. to be honest. <laughs> All I right. didn't even finish that one. <laughs> all that's right. all right. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks, guys. We'll talk we to you soon. can't wait to see you in January. Peter. Ah, I'd rather it be Mike, but good luck, Peter. Good luck, Pete. <laughs>